Welcome to the latest episode of Be Atento. I am Jesse Ulrich, CEO of Brandon Productions and editor of this podcast. The Be Atento podcast offers helpful tips and stories from some of today's most successful entrepreneurs and investors. And it's brought to you by Atento Capital, a Telsa-based venture fund focused on driving returns through early-stage venture investment in local economic development and job creation. Atento stands for helpful, careful, thoughtful, conscientious, and polite. As Atento Capital seeks to embody these characteristics to all of its stakeholders. Talk a little bit about uh, how you came to Tulsa. I want to hear a little bit about uh, about your experience with Dom. Mm-hmm. Talk about Act House, and then and then I really want to talk about uh, what FanSub was when you went into Act House and, and what it is today. Right. Yeah. Um, so we, man, I think it was like seven thirty in the morning mm-hmm. on a, in a on an April day, and I'm just checking Twitter um, first thing in the morning, and then I, there's this tweet: seventy k, zero percent interest, zero percent equity. That's all the tweet said. <laughs> That's all the tweet said. Meet me. I think it said meet me in Atlanta or something. It had like a Calendly link on it with one slot left, mm-hmm. <laughs> like one slot left. So I immediately shoot it over in a group chat to the team, like, hey, hey, we should check this out. Mm-hmm. I think we had, were we ready to pitch at that point? Were we ready? We're, we were trying. We were trying we to thought pitch. We, were, we thought we, we were. thought we had something, but we really didn't. We, we weren't. Yeah. Uh, but we were going <laughs> to take this shot anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, said 70, it was 70K. Like, we, right. we, we had to. and We didn't have any money. And so, um, it was a, a, you know, shot a text to the team. Guys were like, let's do it. We Everybody, at this point, people were still working jobs. Think Chris mm-hmm. was, had a wedding that day or something mm-hmm. or something crazy. So, uh, got the last slide of the day. I think it was five, was it four, five, five o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock. Yep. The last slide of the day, uh, and was able to confirm it and, and got it with Dom. And then, so shout out over to the team. Hey guys, we got to make this happen. Um, and, and, and mind you, everybody had jobs. They had different things going on. Uh, was able to meet with Dom, uh, at the gathering spot in Atlanta, uh, and, uh, was able to, to, uh, uh, zoom Mike in cause Mike was still in Chicago at the time. And just sat down and uh, gave Dom division, and had no idea like r- really what Actosa was. I don't think we knew at that point what Actosa nope. was. And for a matter of fact, it was you know they this, you know we were a part of we end up we ended up being the first part <clears throat> of the inaugural cohort. So um, you know ended up just taking a shot, uh, and it was one of the best decisions that I think we could have ever made. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, pitching to Dom, just literally just showing up because we could have we could have said no, like like we. We we aren't gonna try to make this meeting, and it ended up being like like one of the, like literally probably the best decisions, like one of the, the the reasons why we ended up here in Tulsa. Yeah, that's great. And and so you came into Act House mm-hmm. as there with the technology that was really just kind of a, it was a streaming platform. It had traction. You, yep. You're booking artists. Yep. Those artists were reaching out to their own respective fans mm-hmm. and selling tickets on on the platform, and yeah. we were enabling artists. Um, in a period of, of uh, global pandemic mm-hmm. to continue building their business, to continue building their brand mm-hmm. in a time where live live shows weren't really happening. Right. Um, obviously today we're, we're kind of post pandemic, uh, thankfully, and, and uh, live shows are, are, are happening again. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how uh, you've pivoted the business, at least maybe the, the, um, the go to market strategy and, and really what the business is today and what you want it to be. Yeah, I can I can start that off. Uh, one of the things that Brandon left off in that m- migration to Tulsa story is we only had seven days to let Dom know if we were going to come to Tulsa or not. Right. And uh, 
that's that's part of it as well. I mean, it's it's kind of a movie script if you really think about it. But yes, so we made it. So, <laughs> oh, and I want to touch on the house. There's a oh, the yeah, infamous we'll fans of house. We'll so at some point, let's let's please sure. talk about yeah. let's we'll talk about the house. So no, um, coming into Act House, uh, Act Tulsa. Yes, we had a product. We had our team. And we thought that the way that we were going to go to market was direct to the consumers, direct to the artists. Mm -hmm. We had this whole um, uh, vision that we would go to, you know, these top 10 cities, top 10 markets in the U.S., throw a couple of of, um, events there and really just expand on FanSub, who we are, what we do attract a bunch of artists, attract a bunch of brands. And that would be how we, how we scale and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, We had listened to and studied some of the ways that other companies like um, Bumble and Tinder, they had done a similar, similar kind of go to market strategy. And we were like, okay, we think that's it. But, you know, lucky for us, we were able to meet you will. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, really it's, it's about the, the mentors and the advisors that, that are in Tulsa, um, leaning on people who we could have coffee with, talk about the strategies that we had in mind. And then, you know, you need honest feedback. You need people to challenge what your assumptions are. And we had people that were willing to challenge our assumptions at the time and say, Hey, well, why don't you think about it in, you know, the same goal in mind, but why don't you, you know, create a force field around FanSub instead of, you know, going about this the same way as all of your other competitors. Mm-hmm. And we, it really allowed us to to sit down and, and rethink our strategy. Cause when you're in the business, sometimes you're just so focused on it. You're focused on what you think is right. And you, you eliminate the noise sometime by just focusing on what's happening. But sometimes you have to, to sit down, pause and pull back. So we did that and we figured out a, 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 um, um, a more strategic go to market strategy where we were able to work more intimately with the ecosystem. And that's, you know, the ecosystem of where artists are today and artists are in music venues. Um, they are in music festivals. Um, and so we said, hey, let's let's start to work, you know, more with, you know, uh, music venues first to ensure that artists can see exactly how FANSA works. We could, you know, create quality shows there. And that really helped us change our go to market strategy and, and the model around FANSA and really help us, you know, um, have a, um, a more fortified kind of go to market strategy to 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 lead us for for better success and so the platform before was really just kind of focused on enabling streaming live streaming for artists and and let artists kind of interact with fans and now kind of incorporating uh a a venue Mm -hmm. um the venues in in the business model can you talk a little bit about the value proposition for the venues for the artists for the fans um, and then I want to talk about a couple of examples of, 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 of sometimes that the fire marshal might have might not have been called to some of the venues that you've That's been working right, yeah. with. Uh, give us a little bit of the, the success stories that we're seeing early on. Yeah, early on, it starts with discovery. The ability for a venue to have an account on FanSub and the shows that they are hosting throughout the week, um, you know, as, as a sole operator of their venue, they're marketing on their own. But to be able to join an ecosystem, what we're calling a marketplace, Mm -hmm. where this is a platform where 
uh, a collective of music venues are all on on fan sub. There's a collective of of artists all on fan sub, and because of that, their fans are all coming to fan sub to follow them to see when they're going to perform next, what's happening at my favorite venue, and then of course what we're doing as as uh, technologists is okay. We have these local interested fans who are engaged with a music venue or an artist that they like. Why don't we show them? other venues or other artists that they may also be interested in. So the organic discovery that happens on FanSub is starting to be very cool. And that's where we start off with the venues like, hey, you know, you can continue to promote on your own um, or you continue to promote on your own and be a part of this marketplace with FanSub where we have thousands of local um, you know, local fans who are interested in what's happening after work, what's happening this weekend. And they can come to this one platform where they know that events are happening and not only events, it's, it's uh, emerging talent, up and coming indie artists, indie music venues. And me as a, as a patron, I get to support the local community. And that's what FanSub is about. Um, the concentration of local communities and through technology, we're going to connect local communities all across the country. I love it. Uh, you know, I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us uh, two, two quick fun stories. Um, number one, I, I just love the story of, of the fire marshal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So tell us what you were doing uh, at the Mercury Lounge, right? Yeah. This is one of this is one of the five venues that are that are part of the fan sub family today. Yeah, that's right. uh, tell us what you were doing for the Mercury Lounge um, and, and, and why did the fire marshal fire marshal have to come? Yeah, so uh, so we uh, kicked off probably about was five months now. Yeah, uh, our select showcase series. So uh, so uh, giving up and coming uh, or underserved uh, creators uh, a place to showcase their talent and and get discovered, right? And so uh, so we launched the first one. I think it was June of of it. And it, long story short, it ended up being the most packed night of the month for Mercury. And uh, I think the first one we put uh, probably about uh, of of a, a venue that's only pro- has a capacity of one one hundred and fifty. Maybe mm-hmm. we ended up putting like three four hundred people in there. And 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 for a lot of creators, it was the biggest crowd. It was a for, for, well. For a lot of creators, it was the first time they had, that they'd ever been booked for a show. It's the first time they ever performed in front of in front of a large crowd. And then, uh, and then over the subsequent months, we go on to uh, get the fire marshal called on us, but mm-hmm. because we put five six hundred people in the Mercury <laughs> Lounge, mm-hmm. uh, like I think the last two or three times we did it. So, uh, and, and the whole goal was just to create this environment to where uh, people were en- enjoying local talent, right? Like they were at a at one of their favorite bars, enjoying talent or people that they had never heard of that they that they are now fans of, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, that's what we did at the Mercury Lounge. Yeah. Second story, and I love that story. Uh, but talk a little bit about the fan sub house um, <laughs> and 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 you guys, uh, your experience in Tulsa early on. Yeah, this, uh, I'll start off the the house. Again, we were. Coming to Tulsa, the goal was, um, and actually the plan with with Act Tulsa was three months. So we just needed to find somewhere for three months. And we we said, hey, we all still have our places, you know, in Atlanta. Mike had his place in Chicago. We, you know, economically it's best if we just get one place where we can all (laughs) hang out for three months. I love the capital efficiency. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So we got the house and that was a whole nother, you know, movie script. We come to Tulsa. 
nowhere to stay. We're all in hotel. We booked a hotel for three nights. Double tree. And yes. (laughs) And uh, following up with realtors and one realtor said, hey, I think I have Mm -hmm. a place that you guys that will work for you. And and that is the fan sub house. And we went in there, Brandon and I, we toured and we said, oh, this is a no brainer. We're in here. Um, And um, everybody had their own space per se. It was about a six bedroom house, so it was it was fairly big. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's um, we were all in one house. So we were living together, working together. I brought my dog from Atlanta, uh, Champ. He he was in there uh, coexisting with us. And yes, that was uh, it helped accelerate our yeah. time of, of learning each other because yeah. that was the first time we were all together Um in that house. This was one of the, this was another reason why I just, I, I, I loved, I loved the team. I love FanSub. If you can live together as, as co-founders, you can yeah. probably, uh, you can probably do business probably. together. Um, maybe that should be one of our uh, underwriting standards and, and shout sure. out to the Volt team who also lived together before they, oh, did. before they, oh, uh, nice. yeah, before they launched the company. So, um, uh, what's the funniest thing that happened at the, fan, at the FanSub house? Oh, what, what was it? Not to put you on the spot, but I'm yeah. curious what the funniest thing happened. Oh, man, what was the fun? Did we was there any funny moments in the house, or was it just all business? <laughs> it was definitely a lot of business, but um, trying to think. Um, I know we had some. Um, we had we had our our house cleaner who we thought was just cleaning the house. Yeah. One day she rang the doorbell and she had a whole spread of of food for yeah, us. Yeah, she did. I mean, she would just randomly cook for four grown men and mm-hmm. we thought that that was amazing wow um <laughs> yes uh i think um another uh, let, let, let's 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 pull on this for a minute because yeah. I, this kind of alludes to uh why i think tulsa is such a unique ecosystem and, and really burgeoning startup ecosystem um that, that's an amazing gesture mm-hmm. um by 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 your housekeeper to, mm-hmm. to to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about some of the other examples, whether it be with Dom or Sean McCroskey mm-hmm. or uh, or other people, uh, Malachi Blankenship, mm-hmm. other people who have who have just wanted to be helpful mm-hmm. in Tulsa, oh, uh, in in some of your venue partners, Josh Gifford yeah. from Sound Pony, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, some some of the people that have just said, hey, you know, I, I want to be helpful and and, and be part of this part of the story. Mm-hmm. It started off in Uber Uber rides when we got when here. We first got here, yep. Telling people what we were doing and Uber drivers saying, Well, did you know that Tulsa is ranked in the top ten in live music in the country? I'm like, No. No, you know. <laughs> well, you need you guys need to go to Mercury Lounge, you need to go to Sound Pony and and we literally thought that we would be here in this house at Act Tulsa at the office, figuring out our business, going direct to consumer mm-hmm. through media blasts, you know, through social media and all that good stuff. And we soon found ourselves consumed with the local uh, music venue scene here in Tulsa, where we were at the Sound Pony with Josh. We were at the Mercury Lounge with Bobby. Um, we were at the Colony with Heidi and, and her husband, Josh, um, at the Vanguard with Simon, mm-hmm. uh, at Maggie's Music Box okay. with, with Kevin mm-hmm. and his staff. And um and, you know, most of the, of the time when you're selling a product, people expect that you have a proven solution and our ability to go into these venues and say, hey, we do not have a proven solution. Uh, we are here in Tulsa and we would love to incubate and grow and launch this company here. But we need help. And those folks said, hey, 
I understand that. Typically, you know, we would like for there to be a solution and, and a, a clear path to how I'm going to make money, how this is going to be, you know, of value to my venue. But we like you guys as a team. Um, we've heard from other people that you guys are good to work with. So shout out to the mentors and advisors who have made calls and introductions on our behalf. And then um, progressive, you know, thinkers and, and operators here in Tulsa, which has been great. Like the ecosystem is all focus on one goal and that's to help artists mm. get discovered, get more opportunities to get booked, mm -hmm. um, be able to get on the road and really highlight Tulsa in other, in other cities. And we said, Hey, we think we have a solution to help be a part of that, to help Tulsa, you know, be known in, in LA and New York and Miami and Atlanta um, because we have this digital platform, but we need, we need to start to figure some things out. We need some help validating some of our assumptions mm -hmm. and those places, those venues said, come on in here. And um, they've been working with us. So it's been great. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that we focus on as investors is founder market fit mm -hmm. and, uh, and founder problem fit. Um, but maybe what's kind of shining through with fans of being in Tulsa is that there's actually, uh, you know, founder or industry city fit. Mm -hmm. And, and because the city of Tulsa has a very rich music history. I mean, as we record this today, we, we, we sit in, uh, uh, 3C, uh, 3CG, 3CG studios, yes. mm -hmm. uh, which is the Hanson brothers yeah. studios, yeah. Yeah. incredibly, uh, famous global artists. Um, and, and. And, and this is a real music town. So, I mean, really, this is where a company like Fansub should be built. Should be. And, well, go ahead. Yeah, and, and we um, we had no idea what we were. I think we knew about Tulsa, but we had no idea it was this rich as right. far as, like, the creatives that are here. And just that, just the the culture that's here in Tulsa. Like, it, 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 it's literally like a match made in, he in heaven for a entertainment startup to come incubate here and build uh and and then and then to your point like um it, it, we couldn't have done this without the venues without the malachis the, the doms all the folks in town like open just just opening up uh, opening up their networks and their their arms to us like like everybody like like i don't think like like the the like the, the experience we had here in Tulsa was unlike any other place we that we could have started. Like we couldn't have gotten this in Atlanta or Miami. For matter, for matter of fact, we we started in Atlanta mm -hmm. and 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 then didn't get this uh, access to that network like we did here in Tulsa. So uh, shout out to everybody that opened their arms to fans mm -hmm. up uh, to to our team and that everybody that's going to continue to help us along the way. Yeah, this will be a movie script. If fans up achieves half of the goals that that we feel that we can achieve, just because. Um, the movie will start off, you know, in in the 50s and 60s in Tulsa and it'll be, you know, the J.J. Kells and, and the Gap Band who came through mm -hmm. here, how they were assembled, mm -hmm. how they created this this uh, ecosystem of, you know, up and coming talent that, you know, gets discovered and then makes its way to Motown and, and all these other places. And then, you know, um, uh, everything with with oil and gas that happens, you know how it continues to blow up Tulsa, and then this resurgence of of the tech community in Tulsa that's happening right now, and you know insert fan sub, and then you know that'll kind of be when when our team moves into the house in this movie, right? But um, but that will be you know the the intro to that movie, and then you know all the other things about you know us us serendipitously you know getting that that tweet responding to the tweet taking taking the um the leap of faith to, to come to tulsa um and then 
not knowing that we were being immersed in this, you know, ecosystem of music, uh, and, and then just kind of taking it from there. So yeah, it's, it's when you really, when we really sit down and think about it, we're like, wow, just responding to that tweet launched us into so many things that were unexpected for fans up as it relates to Tulsa and, you know, the rich, you know, music history it has, the rich history it has with, um, Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. uh, Black Wall Street's resurgence, um, you know, three-fourths of our team being, being you know, black males who come from, you know, athletic backgrounds and all these things and, and kind of re- refocus the journey of our lives and to be able to show others that that's possible. Mm-hmm. So many stories within the fan sub journey that, you know, yes, have to do with where we've come from, but also uh, this rich city of, of Tulsa. Totally. And I, and I, I'd be remiss not to ask you the question about, you know, what it means to you to be building, uh, in a city like Tulsa, which unfortunately has a tragic history with, yeah. uh, with, with, uh, the Tulsa race massacre, 1921. Uh, what does it mean to you to be, uh, building this company here in this city mm-hmm. and being part of this, uh, ecosystem? Yeah. I can start that one off just because uh, part of my, you know, Tulsa story is is about, you know, the the Tulsa race massacre and coming that, you know, so we got into Act Tulsa. I was still working another job. That was the best thing for fans up at the time, like not trying to support a bunch of different uh, salaries at the time. So I said, hey, you know, I'm going to come for the first two weeks and be a part of the the uh, programming for the accelerator. And then I'll go back home for probably a month and then I'll come back out. And just that first week with uh, Dom, uh, the programming that he had where he was able to immerse us with some of the mentors mm-hmm. and and ecosystem, you know, builders in town. Shout out to Cecilia. Um, yes, Cecilia, you know, taking us on tours of, <laughs> of downtown, Cecilia Wessinger, yeah. and um, us getting to to know the history of, of yeah, um, Tulsa and the race massacres. We went through different tours of, of you know, um, of, um, yeah, Black Wall Street and, and Greenwood. And it hit me that, man, there's something more going on here and I need to be a part of it. So I flew back to Atlanta. I packed up my car, put my dog in the passenger seat, and I drove back to Tulsa and I have not return back to Atlanta. Uh, but, but, you know, I just knew that there, it was more to this story than just, you know, Chris Davis being here for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or, or even fans of being a part of this accelerator program. I was like, okay, we, we answered a tweet. We had a week to decide if we were coming here. We decided that we were coming here. We find out that this is the, the inaugural, you know, um, cohort for this, this accelerator program. It's in Greenwood, Black Wall Street, um, where they we had just a week before we got here was Centennial Week for yeah. the 1921 uh, race massacre, and I was like, "There's there's more to this story than just this accelerator." And yes, and we we've been here since then, and to be a part of something that is right at this this kind of um, the start of the hockey stick, you know, for, from a technical uh, from a tech uh, analogy, we feel like we're right on the cusp of of Tulsa breaking through with this, you know, extreme resurgence of, of the city and, and the tech scene here. And we just want to be a part of it. Guys, uh, let the audience know what is fan sub today? What are you hoping to achieve? Uh, who are you serving? Yeah. 
So FANSA, we're helping change the future of work for creatives. And we are starting with the 15 million plus independent, emerging, up and coming music artists who always, you know, have been, you know, underserved, overlooked and underbooked. And as as mentioned, we've we've developed and we've built the first all in one marketplace for them to come and get discovered, help them facilitate getting booked. Um, they can own and manage the marketing of the shows that they do get booked for. Uh, they have the ability to facilitate tickets through our platform. And most people think of tickets as in-person experiences, but we have virtual experiences as well where they can ticket, um, which is is really new to the market. We think that that's going in a lot of places. And in doing all of this, they also own all of their data and their payments, which allows them to be their own business. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really key, what, you know, going back to what Brandon said, how the, the company started agency, you know, owning the, the, the data and the payments, giving artists agency. So when they do get booked and, and a venue says, well, we'll book you for $250, they have data to back up and say, well, I've actually been getting $350 over my last five shows. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, uh, anecdotal info. They can they have empirical data to back it up with fans up. And um, that's that's kind of the gist of where we are today. And Brandon, if you want to share a little bit about where you see the future of yeah. with, with Web three and all that, yeah. So uh, the, the future of fans up. So uh, so Chris spoke of the the now, mm-hmm. uh, but where we're going, it'll be uh, fans up will be a, a platform that enables creators to cultivate, scale, and own their brand alongside their super fan community. So uh, so uh, no longer. Uh, so obviously we got a three-sided uh, marketplace. Uh, fan, the fans are just as important to us. And so mm-hmm. we feel like, uh, you know, uh, there's currently no platform that allows uh, fans to have skin in the game uh, for the time that they're spending buying tickets, watching streams, right? So we want to be able to reward those people. And, and, and at the same time, uh, continue to empower the creator with the tools to, to own their own agency. Mm-hmm. And so that's the future of fans of, uh, and where we're going. Great. Guys, thank you very much for being here. Uh, this was this was wonderful hearing your stories. I just learned that Chris is, was an Eagle Scout before. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I've learned something new every time. So we right. connect. Um, thank you very much. We appreciate the appreciate opportunity. It. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Be Atento podcast. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Make sure to subscribe or follow and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow Atento Capital across all social media platforms. And we look forward to speaking with you all again on the next episode of Be Atento.